mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio. John's off this week, so I'm filling in for him. This is Dennis, from, formerly from Extreme. And I got Ken Rackley from Toon Tech, and we got Jeff from JC British. That's right. Yeah. So we can fix almost anything sometimes, but sometimes we <laughs> have to look things up. So we'll we're going to go shot. right back to Paul from Cheyenne. We were talking about your 94 GMC with no overdrive, right? Right. Yeah. Um we don't really have an answer. Well, and <laughs> there's a couple of things that you can look at. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah, and like Dennis Dennis was saying that it almost sounds like maybe the torque converter lockup isn't locking up and controlled by the brake switch. If, right. If maybe the brake switch is having an issue or something along those lines, which those trucks, I think they it was kind of common on those for to have that issue. Yeah, for a brake switch. But, yeah. yeah. But um, other than that. You can check the shifts. There's some things we can go in there and check, but you'd almost have to check them because I don't believe it'll set a code, to be honest with you. I don't think that year oh. set a code on that uh, for that problem. Is there a way to check that uh, TCC uh, without ta taking it out of the harness? I mean, it, that is part of the harness. You take the TCC out, you got to remove the whole harness. A scanner. Right. That a scanner can maybe do it. Yeah, yeah. a scanner you can, um, yeah, you can see The old see Tech that. 2. Yeah. Or, well, the newer or, Tech 2 would do it. Yeah, or any, yeah, OBD1 scanner. Well, any uh, OBD1 scanner, yeah, scanner could do that. that, yeah. And you should be able the to OBD work that, that overdrive. You can't, find, you can't find nobody with an OBD, OBD1 tester anymore. I mean, no auto parts stores, nothing. No. They don't even sell them. Right. Right. You might be able to pick up, you know, pick something, pick an old red brick up off of eBay or something, but uh, <laughs> hard to say what you're getting, unfortunately. Yeah, because half of them don't All work right. anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other issues, I've got a 91 Chevy Silverado with a 5.7 uh, 700R4, and I have absolutely no forward gears. I got reverse, but no forward gears. Would that be a sprag? Forward spread. Usually, when the sun shell breaks on those, the you lose second. I can't remember. I think you lose third and reverse, or something like that, or yeah, something or second and reverse. So yeah, it's strange that you're not losing reverse. Yeah, and you have and you don't have everything else other than yeah, probably yeah, probably a sprag something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do have reverse. It runs great in reverse. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but I have absolutely no forward gears at all, there no matter what gear I, I put it in. I think there was a seal inside there, too, that would melt down, or the thrust washer. Which one was it? Gosh, it's, I'm trying to think back. 91? Yeah, I know. Yeah, either yeah. way, you're looking I at like a tranny overhaul. Yeah. You, you'd have to go in there and rebuild that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd love, I'd love to be able to get a hold of a 4L60, but they're hard to find. 
Right up here the, anyway. The computer to get them working too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess that's about it. I'll I'll check out that PCC film if I can get somebody to do it. Yep. Yeah, I would imagine you know a tranny shop or something yep. up there. Someone should be able to do that. Be able to at least get into that OBD one system. That was pretty common. Imagine, so yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Paul. Hey. All right, Bruno. Uh, no, let's go to Joe from Lakewood. How you doing, Joe? Uh, good. How are you guys? Good show. Oh, thanks. Doing good. Yeah, doing thanks. great. Um, I do have an open um, RAT4 2.0 engine. Uh, the emission uh, is coming up, the emission that I need to. But uh, what I noticed, I put a scan on it, and it gave me uh, O2 sensor. Uh, misfiring O2 sensor and uh, so I went and I uh, replaced the uh, O2 sensor uh, bank two bank two O2 sensor and uh, and the catalytic converter it did not do any good still is giving me the same code right it probably would because you have something telling that that you have a misfire you you basically have something going wrong with the motor on that on that you're i'm trying to say this uh, yes yeah, cylinder specific cylinder did it indicate a misfire uh no random i have an intake uh on. just just it says misfire uh at uh, one p o one seventy one and uh lean yeah. o2 sensor uh Lean, yeah, bang. Yep. not it's switching. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, the problem is, is a lot of people will go replace an O2 sensor because they say, "Oh, that's what I'm getting." Well, the O2 sensor code's coming on because it's seeing something else in the engine is causing that to kick on. It's it's that's so you're running good. a lean miss is what you're doing, and it's and it, so you got to find out why you're running, why the engine's not running properly, and the O2 sensor's getting kicked on because of it because it's seeing too much air coming through versus the fuel. So you that, probably have. Um, an intake manifold leaking or mass airflow mass sensor, airflow uh, sensor. Uh, yeah air a whole duct bunch. air duct between the mass airflow and the throttle body something along those lines possibly yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that's the problem you got to find out why that o2 sensor is turning on yeah it doesn't oh, mean that the o2 sensor yeah. is bad the o2 sensor is just the sensor saying hey i can't go the other direction because i'm not getting enough fuel right and so it's not an o2 sensor problem it's just telling you look at this and I'm, <laughs> I'm having an issue yeah that that's right that that was a big mistake on my part that i uh that uh, i went and i changed the o2 sensor the other issue that i have is uh kind of uh uh selling uh the exhaust uh oh what the car is running Oh, oh, just lightly, I smell the exhaust on it. Oh, okay. Well, um, you will. You will. And well, especially oh, if it's not running correctly, you're going to smell the exhaust more than normal. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd definitely say it sounds like you need to get this into a, a good shop and have them do the, the deeper diagnostics that are required to get that to run properly. Yes. Oh, who do you recommend? You're in Lakewood? Yeah. Um, who do we have up in Lakewood? Steve. 
Yes, you can go to Steve at Geno's, which is off of uh, Bowles and uh, Platte Canyon. It's oh, oh, Steve yeah. at Geno's. Yeah. Yep. Steve. Um, there is a noise on the engine. Uh, I don't know if that's from the lifter or that is related to the problem that I have. Um, that probably could be. I mean, if you're saying about yeah. a lifter noise, you might not be. There's a lot more going on here that really, yeah. Joe, you need to take it to Steve at Geno's yeah. and have them take oh, a look okay. at it. Yeah. Okay? All right. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. With that, let's go to Bruno from Denver. How you doing, Bruno? So far, so good. Happy New Year to you all. Yeah, happy New Year. Year. <laughs> uh, on a 99 Mercedes ML320, I, after the cold start, I already described it to Larry, um, it's um, sometimes uh, not letting uh, shift up, and even if I rev the engine up to 5,000 RPM. Luckily, I have synthetic lubricant in it, uh, and um, uh, when I go off a little bit and really baby it, then all of a sudden it shifts up. But only after cold start, and I showed it several times to Darren at uh, Geno's, and of course by the time I come to Geno's, it's warmed up and I cannot show it anymore. It's a typical scenario. Uh, bring your car to the shop and it works out great. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like taking a kid to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's, a, it's a 99 built in December 98, so it's already 22 years old and has 140,000 miles on it with a little bit of change. It's not that much many miles when you go. It's only about five or 6,000 a year. But, um, you know, it, it had always excellent uh, maintenance, I mean, the Carfax says it. It always was at dealership level, but mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't go to dealerships. So, so the problem is primarily with the when the engine is cold that it's not shifting up, correct? Right. Correct. Okay. It's and do you know? Up. Um, you haven't obviously. They've gone and looked at a Geno's with no codes. Um, when was the last time a transmission service was done on that vehicle? Well, I'm due for that, but. Uh, I was out of town and I couldn't hold my appointment, so we had to reschedule to um, have the fluid exchanged. Uh, and uh, now the weather is better, I can uh, probably bring it in and have the fluid exchanged, yeah. Okay. However, um, um, Darren, when he test drove it, um, by the way, is Steve from Geno's there? Uh, he left. He left at 11, yeah. Oh, he left already. Too bad. I'm too late. Um, he um, uh, he uh, didn't find anything wrong with the transmission, but he did find something else wrong, and we exchanged the pulley at the main fan in front of the engine. So that was much more important. That was mm -hmm. overriding sure. the transmission service. Sure. So now I'm back at the transmission. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I think what you need to do is that flush first to see if that improves it. Um, yeah. One of the things that first thing that comes to mind is a seal that's hardened, and then as it warms mm -hmm. up, it softens to allow to hold the pressure back right. at yeah. the right time. Or, or you know, that's just the uh, first thing that comes to mind with me. And sometimes by changing the fluid, it's so, they can have some additives in there that can soften that seal great, to maybe great make time it work. to add that BG ATC plus. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just have them do the BG 
uh, products with that, and and maybe that that's the first place yeah. I would go. Right. Yeah, since yeah. it's due anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah, and those and those fluids, uh, the fluid change and the BGATC plus. I would not expect an immediate change. It may take some time for those fluids um, and the and the BG additive to help soften that seal and clean out any varnish that may have occurred inside yes. the transmission as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also, I guess, the possibility that we have some kind of sensor issue that when the engine's cold, it's basically telling the transmission not to upshift. Right. But I don't think that's That would have to be looked at after the tranny flush. Right, I right. think so. And so what I would do is start with the tranny flush, Bruno, and then go from there. And then and let and then if you if you still have that you're going to have to leave it overnight with them till they can drive it in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not that good. In, I'm not so discriminating enough in my hearing. Is Jeff from British Four by Four still there? Yeah, yep, I'm here. He might. Okay, uh, you might have a, a good handle on since you handled European Four by Fours already. Um, it's it's got the ZF transmission. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure is also in one of your British products. That's normally a pretty good transmission. Typically, ZF makes very good transmissions. Not? Yep. Right. Um, right. Do you know is that do you think what year was that again? Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Uh, uh, December ninety-eight. Those builds. Okay, so you probably have maybe like the four HP series, a four-speed transmission. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, that the four HPs uh, were some also, of the most robust, longest-lasting ZF transmissions that I've dealt with. Uh, I got it like right. 225,000 miles on mine with relatively wow. little, not enough fluid Bruno? changes. <laughs> but Bruno, he's the one suggesting that you do the coolant flush also with the BG additives. Okay. Tranny. For the yeah. for the yeah. tranny. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's do that first, and then uh, have them drive it after that and see what happens. What's the name of the additive, please? Uh, ATC Plus. So it's ATC a, Plus. Yes. Okay, I got you. And okay. and Steve All will know right, that. Oh, They'll know that. Yeah, the BG service. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And we got to go because we're we're at time for a break. Okay. Okay, I understand. Okay. okay. Thanks, Bruno. All right. With that, Jeff, hang in there. We're going to get right back. You're listening to. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 with Jeff, Ken, and Dennis. Dr. Julie Marchial of Ascent Health Center has dedicated her life to helping you feel well because your health impacts every other area of your life. Think about what matters most to you, the goals you want to achieve tomorrow, next year, in the next 10 years. It will be harder to achieve those goals if you don't feel well. You won't be as effective at home or at work unless your body has the energy and vitality it needs. Dr. Julie of Ascent Health Center wants to provide, enable, and assist you in developing your highest quality of life. And she believes that you will be more effective at the things that matter to you when you feel well. That's why it's so important to take care of your health. And that's why Dr. Julie has developed an actionable plan to help you feel well. All you need is a willingness to change. Set up a consultation. Tell Dr. Julie you're ready to make a change, and she will handle the rest. Find Ascent Health Center in Denver and Inglewood now at RushToReason.com. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. 
From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. And we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We got two lines open, 303-477-5600. And we got Jeff. Thank you for holding. How can we help you, Jeff? Hey, good afternoon. Uh, before I get to my question, uh, when I was listening to Fix It Radio and you guys were talking about electricity and pipes and different things, I was thinking about an old joke. Okay. About a guy whose wife, a guy whose wife was turning 40 and jokingly he... Uh, he told her, you know, it's your 40, I think I'll trade you in for 220s. <laughs> and uh, she, she said, dude, you're not wired for 220s. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It goes both yeah. ways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, uh, I just had a radiator put in my sport track. Uh, so this is kind of unrelated to that. I mean, it was leaking. It had been leaking for a while. And it was just time to do that. But now that there's a new radiator in, I was wondering, is there any advantage to putting, like, a piece of window screen in front of it to catch the big bugs and stop them from going in and clogging it and then cleaning that periodically? Um, or is that just kind of uh, chasing the wind? I would say probably not. I, I wouldn't say that would be necessary just because the radiator's new now and hopefully the condenser is fairly new or cleaned out too or not debris filled so that just restricts the air going over the radiator too so it's less efficient and things along those lines so your bigger chance of heating up you know going over some of the passes and stuff like that so i would say 
not I wouldn't advise it for any any reason and you probably don't have a ton of bugs up there and stuff like that either so oh not now but in the summertime yeah we're uh we're bug central oh yeah it's a lot like colorado yeah well and that's i tell people it's like colorado but with more oxygen (laughs) right (laughs) well and and i don't consider us as having a lot of bugs so um you know i think you're you're probably best off not doing that and just kind of keeping an eye on the condenser making sure everything's good there. So, Jeff, how, what year is your sport track? It's 2007. So you went, what, 13 years with having to do the radiator. So it lasted that long, so you'd probably go another 13 years. Yeah. See? That's yeah. another way to look well, at I, it. Yeah. I, actually, I just just before I did the radiator, I uh, did a brake job on it, and it, that was at 189,000 miles was the first time I replaced the brakes. And I was oh. just amazed at that I could go that far on a set of brakes because I had had a 97 F-150 before that. And it seemed like every 40, 50,000 miles I was putting brakes on that thing. Sure. So. Yeah. All varies depending on how you drive the vehicle, how the vehicle's set up, and, yeah. Yeah. and everything. What you're using it for. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I tried to downshift and all that, you know, minimal braking, so yeah. I, I was doing all that stuff too, but... Um, I, and I'll leave you with one more thing that uh, I was listening. Uh, we're coming back on a tr- from a trip yesterday, and I was listening to somebody talking about um, people not understanding um, history and America and different things. And they were it questioned people about the Cold War, and most people couldn't uh, say who the major parties in the Cold War were. But two percent thought that the Cold War was about climate change. Oh wow! I'm surprised that number is that low. Yes, <laughs> that was that was my reaction too. It's like wow, that means 98 percent. No, it's not. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay. Thanks right. a lot, guys. Thank well, thanks, thanks, Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate it. All right. With that, we got two lines open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We got Spartacus from Colorado Springs. How you doing? Buenas tardes, gentlemen, and Happy New Year on day two of 2021. Oh, Happy New Year. Uh, quick, Two quick questions. Clock spring underneath the steering wheel for the mm-hmm. airbag. What is a reasonable price? It looks like I want to ding with it. You take the steering wheel off, take the airbag off, replace clock spring, and replace. Typically. In every car, it's got an airbag has a clock spring now, and that seems to be a weak link on the airbag system. When that's not working, of course, neither are your airbags. Right, right. So what do you think is a reasonable, the book shows two hours, and I haven't researched the part yet, but what do you think would be a turnkey reasonable price for somebody to do that? What kind of vehicle is it? It's a 740i. Uh, and, of course, that ups, uh, ups the ante. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what uh, BMW gets for for, for, their, uh, for their clock springs. Yeah. Um, it's not too often that we have to replace them, so I haven't priced one in a very long time. Yeah, it's very very common on BMWs, as is the pressure pads for the airbag system on the seats and a couple of things. But next question, well, by the way, BMW wants eight hundred bucks. Seems a little excessive to me, but next next question: fuel trims. I understand you have to have a specific, new and improved, pretty expensive OBD reader to do the fuel trims after you discover it with the codes. Is that correct? Um, fuel, uh, as far as reading the fuel trims? Right, because most scanners don't have it. It takes a separate scanner 
Is that correct? Most generic OBD2 scanners probably aren't going to give you necessarily the live fuel trim that no. you're looking for on the, on, you know, um, right. I'm trying to think about some of the new vehicles do, that we work I mean, on. All I get, you know, I've got the normal OBD scanner, and it's just generating codes, left bank lean, right bank lean, and so a little research, we've got to get something that reads out the fuel trim, and then see what that says, and then start acting accordingly. Okay. Um, actually, reading fuel trims, there's going to be a decent number of scanners that will read gen the, the, the generic fuel trim, basically. Um, so you can see what's going on at different road speeds, because that's what you're, what you're after is determining, you know, do you have an air leak, do you have a fuel issue, that kind of thing. Um, right. You know, there's definitely more advanced systems, but I doubt you need to worry about that right yet. You have one you recommend. Yeah, my, my understanding is... You get the specific fuel trim scanner, you plug that dude in, and you get somebody else in the right seat to read it off while you're driving, so you get all the data. Is that correct? You could go that route. Um, you know, stuff like, you know, like Mike's Snap-on scanner, which is, you know, a 10-year-old unit, will read fuel trims, and I can data log, and I can review it later on and have compare my road speed and the engine RPM to the fuel trims. Um, as far as... Um, a specific fuel trim scanner, I've never ever dealt with anything directly specific just for that function. Right. Me either. Yeah. So you just uh, get the scanner that will give you the fuel trim data and use the regular OBD port? Correct. Roll. Typically. Yeah. That, that's mm -hmm. all I've ever had to deal with. All right. Last question. Uh, we were out yesterday on what I like to do on New Year's, which is go real low and fast over the Iraqi and Afghanistan villages they set up down south of Fort Carson. And we had an issue where the ADSB was not transmitting the accurate information. It's right out there on the wingtip. And then we had an issue where the transponder, we were looking at 4656, and the controller was looking at something else. But I'm just thinking that because of that, they've got to be interconnected. What are your thoughts? I don't really have a thought on that, actually. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah it, it, that's, that's outside of my realm. Was that wingtip, like as in... Airplane? airplane flight stuff yes yeah. yeah yeah the ADSB antenna is out on the left wing tip yeah okay that's a requirement now I just I'm huh. just teasing you guys you just want to yeah he just <laughs> wanted to see us April 1st is yeah. it? <laughs> no it, it's a real it's a real problem and I'm trying to solve it I just thought I'd run past you hey you know it's you know, always if, if worth one of asking us here was a you know a flight aviator yeah in our, exactly. in our prior lives we might have had information for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, you guys have a great new year. I sure appreciate your show. Hey, right. you, do you too. Same. Thank you. Thanks. All right. You got us on that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> All right. We're going to need to take a break. So you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And we have three lines open, 303-477-5600. Dennis, Jeff, and Ken. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important. 
your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We've got three lines open. Get your call in before the end of the hour, 303-477-5600. No dumb questions. Uh, Just a couple dumb answers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve said that from Geno's. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, John's off this week. He'll be back starting Monday, I believe. Is that right, Charlie? Yeah. He'll be back on Monday. Thank you, Charlie, being the Behind the glass there, helping us make sure we're doing everything right. Uh, Charlie's our engineer. we got Larry answering the phones. Thank you, Larry, for doing that. Seems like it's been a year since I've seen you, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting things today. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, we get asked questions that maybe we don't know the answer, but we can, we can always up. look it up and see, yeah. 
to our best ability. And sometimes the question we can't answer because we don't know enough about the car. We need to do some more diagnosing on the car to see what the problem really is. Just like the gentleman who called in with the misfire. Yeah. um, You know, and he's saying the O2 sensor... Yeah, it replaces O2 sensor and calorie converter. Well, you didn't need to do that. Right. You know, we could have probably told him that ahead of time uh, before he starts replacing that stuff. Because yeah. some other things down the mm-hmm. before it gets to the O2 sensor are causing the problems. And we need to find that problem out first. Right. You know, and then when he said the engine making noise, I'm thinking, oh, he's got a lifter ticking. Yeah, I got all kinds of things going on yeah, with it. Well, that, is yeah. that a lifter ticking or is it a spark plug? problem you're right you know or, you or an exhaust misfire. leak or uh, yeah or whatever else. Yeah, yeah so there's a lot more information we need to give you the proper information yeah definitely if that makes sense yeah so um you know, it's interesting how um vehicle diagnostics have advanced right you know back in the day oh, pre-obd2 yes. obd2 you know and, and the diagnostic trees that a lot of the manufacturers gave people to work through the problems um and then you know European stuff, I, I don't know, for me, I've not seen a whole, you know, like Ford had that awesome chart of diagnostics, you know, if you have this fault, walk through all these steps. Yeah. I, I felt like European stuff was like, well, we'll give you that information, but you need to understand the systems yourself personally to decide what steps you're going to do. You know, they explained their systems, but they didn't give you that, that simple trouble tree setup. And then as cars got more advanced and more and more computer systems advanced, um, where now you have, you know, tens of thousands of codes potentially stored in a system yeah um it's gotten to the point where you couldn't even physically really have a paper tree to follow because you'd be a whole nother book to read um so the newer systems that are out there now um uh, what landover calls their system is sdd stands for symptom driven diagnostics and so it's reliant on you putting in the cut in essence the customer's complaint and it gives you a likelihood of certain faults related to that problem so you're not chasing you know chasing your tail going after the wrong item that goes back to getting the right information from the customer and you may have systems where okay well i fixed that problem that doesn't mean i fixed every problem out there because it's just so much information now it is complete information overload uh the diagnostic technicians in the field now these guys are like engineers you know, network engineers, computer engineers, um, you know, the, this, the amount of skill set, the, the range of skills that a technician requires oh now is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, engineer builds the car, the technician fixes the problems that the engineer created. Quite often. Yes. And, and yep. that's, that's hard to do. That's why it's very important for a customer, and please listen to me out there, if you go in, tell them exactly what your car is doing. Don't try to diagnose it. Right. Don't try to, you know, if you're having a noise on your left turn, just make sure you explain that to them. Because if you say I have noise on turns, they're going to look for something that's making noise both ways. Yeah. But if you tell them a left turn, now they're going to look for just only on left turns. And and do you go through a dip? Do you not go through a dip? Do you go up a curb? Do you go down a curb? Do you go up a hill, down a hill? Do you go fast, slow, Mm -hmm. um, tight, loose? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of noise is it? Where? Yeah, is it a clunk or a squeak or hot or cold? Yeah. Yeah, hot or cold. You know, everything. The more information you can give, the better. It'll help us. Definitely. We got a caller, Marv from Lafayette. How you doing, Marv? Yes. Hi. How you doing? Ah, doing good. You guys doing good? We are. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you, sir. <laughs> Sorry, we just lost our Thank little computer you. screen over here. Yeah, there it is. There it's it back. Is. Um, yeah, so what you got? 
Uh, I have a 2000 uh, Ford Expedition, uh-huh. and uh, I'm concerned about uh, breaking the plugs off when I change them mm-hmm. in the head. Uh-huh. And I was wondering if those heads on that engine are the ones that are susceptible to the breakage, because uh, maybe their uh, earlier engines uh, from that year uh, were he- uh, cast iron. Was Is it the 2000 or the 2004? Uh, 2000. 2000, okay. So, yeah, you're not as apt to have issues with that one as you were. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I could still break them off. You could, right. You can break any plug oh, off yeah. if you don't do it right. Yeah, yeah. The, the ones that were the biggest issue were the three-valve 5.4-liter came out in 03 and 04 is when they were out. And um, so, yeah, it was. those are the ones that, yeah, they can go from – None of them breaking to all eight of them breaking. So, yeah. But, yeah, wow. typically on the 2000, those were less likely to be an issue. Not easy to get to by any means, but they were less of uh-huh. an issue to break. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, squirt a little WD 40 around them then and let it sit yep. overnight. That's, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's hope, usually hope a good thing to do. Yeah, or even a better penetrating oil than that. Uh, the WD-40 seems to go away a little bit. So the, yeah, I mean, on those, usually we, yeah, I doubt you would have an issue with those. No, I mean, Because, so. yeah, that 5.4 is not not as big of a, big of a break. Yeah, it's so. pretty low mileage. It's about 76,000 miles. And, uh, but just, 20 years old. 20 yeah. years old, though. Yeah. That's the yeah. key. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's So right. you just make sure you're on the plug properly yeah and straight on it and not tilt in it or twist in it at a different angle yeah make sure you're right. solid on that plug and then as close as you can get to the plug works the better yeah yeah okay yeah and okay well, like don't use a lot of extensions i don't think you can anyway I but. that one you got to have at least four or five inch i think yeah. down inside the cylinder. yeah but don't use like an eight inch <laughs> yeah and, you know. yeah don't oh, the longer yeah. you get okay. the, the further you get away from it yeah. that's when things break yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then people and twist you get it off on an angle. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest key. Yeah, yeah. Get straight on it. Yeah, straight okay. on. Right. Okay. Right. Well, I appreciate that input. You bet. Thank you so much. All right. right. Thanks. You guys have a good day. You, you do too. The same. Thanks for calling. Yep. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We've got three lines open. Give us a call. Um, so, um, I can't. I, I kind of lost thought where we were talking about earlier. About, yeah. Oh, about diagnosing. You know, oh, if a customer calls in. You know, it's very, you know, if you can make notes when the car's mm-hmm. doing what it's doing, like we were talking earlier, Jeff, you said you have a cut, one car that you're fighting that it pops a fuse every once in a while. And it's just, you know, just to try to find those things or, mm-hmm. you know, you put a technician on it and, you know, he has to make a living and he wants to find that too. One thing about technicians, they want to find that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, we wear our hearts on our sleeves. We, we love fixing cars and it's just hard to find some of these problems so that the more information you can give them, the better it is. Right. So... You know, don't go in there and, and, you know, make sure your service writer listens to you when you say what you're saying yep. and say, no, it does this. You know, when I, you know, just like uh, Bruno called in about his transmission. Well, if he can write down when it finally does shift, you know, it might be something that's already built into the car to be that way. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. We run into that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you find out, oh, if you read the book, it's, it's supposed to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And even though you own the car for a long time. So. All right. We got John from Littleton. How you doing, John? Great, guys. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Hey, I'm doing a little bit of exhaust work on an 05 Honda Odyssey, and I'm 
kind of taking things apart, putting some new stuff back in. And I'm wondering, do I need to use any kind of special, quote, Loctite or anything on any of the bolts or anything that I put back together? Mm, not typically no. on exhaust work. No. Yeah. Unless you plan on taking it back off, I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, I don't. I just, you know, do it, tighten them up to the specs and that's all I need to do. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, a little little anti-seize isn't bad because that's not actually going to have the hardware fall loose, but it'll allow you to get a better, more accurate torque on the on the hardware going back in because there's probably, you know, a little bit of rust on that hardware. So. Yeah, sure. Sure. Now, what about, there, there's a couple places where, honestly, I probably can't get a torque wrench in there, like especially when I'm putting, you know, something back onto the side of the engine because there's not a whole lot of room down there. Oh, sure. Yeah, and... You know, and get a feel for what that torque is, where you can get access, and then get a similar wrench. And I mean, it's a feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it really is a feel when you yeah. when you pull when you pull this hard on it when you're torquing it, and then you pull that same amount of effort when you're when you don't have a torque wrench. So I mean, that's it's, yeah, it's a feel. Yeah, yeah. it's a, kind of hard to des- describe that, but yeah, yeah yep. it's definitely something we just yeah. experience or just. You learn learned over years, well, you yeah. Just, you use the impact gun and you count Ugga Duggas, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear that, John, did you? <laughs> I didn't hear a word you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything is else? Anything, can I can I over torque it? I mean, yeah. well, you can, and you can snap the bolt sometimes right. if you do on yeah. exhaust. Yeah. 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 Because exhaust doesn't okay. give. My uncle always used to say, you know, we'd always ask him, well, how tight does this need to be? And he said, tight enough that it won't, won't come off. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, <laughs> that means absolutely nothing, but, you know, that's. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, one more. Yeah, hey, if you don't mind, I got one more question on that same car. It's a 05 Odyssey with about, oh, I don't know, 190,000 on it. Um, the valves are kind of noisy, so I figured I'd probably get to get in there and just adjust the valves. Yep. Is there any anything special I need to know as I'm doing that? I know the book says make sure the engine's cold. Right. Yep. Cold, and they usually tighten up. Usually the exhaust valves tighten up on those. And um, But, yeah, making noise, I guess, obviously something maybe is a little looser even. But, yeah. But, yeah, just go through the procedure, and that's the best way to go. Just make sure when you when you do the feel for the gauge, the, the feeler gauge, you just yeah. consistent all the way through. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just a yeah, top dead and all that stuff. Yeah, make so. sure you're on top dead right. center on, and that the valve is up all the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the key thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Very well. All, all right, guys. Thanks, Henry and Paul. Hang in there. We'll be. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? 
And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Okay, we're back. Uh, you're listening to KLZ 560 Drive Radio. And um, we're just going to have to go through these fast because we got about 10 minutes. So let's see. Let's start with Henry. How you doing, Henry? Good, thank you guys very much for such a wonderful service. I'll make it very fast. I have a 2001 Toyota Avalon. I bought it about five years ago from a friend. It's been a wonderful car. It continues to be. It only has 80,000 original miles. But uh, about a month ago, uh, a couple lights came on. VSC, VSC off, and check engine. Yep. Any thoughts? The check engine light will turn the VSC light on also. It just, the okay. vehicle stability thought. control, yeah, it just disables okay. it because it doesn't want to have any odd inputs or something like that. So Makes sense. Yeah, so those How lights do, always come on at the same time. Check engine light triggered that, I'm sure. So, yeah, yeah just need to get in and get that scanned. Find out what the code is yep, get and it. look into it. That's it. Yeah. So, Okay. Now, you guys uh, continuously recommend Geno's. I've never been there, but i certainly like to try them out. Yeah. That would be something they could obviously do fairly sure. easy. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. You well, bet. awesome, guys. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Thank Happy, you. New, Happy Year. New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks. All right. Uh, with that, let's go to Paul. With, uh, Paul from Denver. How you doing, Paul? Good. How you guys doing? Good. Doing great, thanks. Hey, uh, I've got a, uh, a 2012 Honda Accord. And uh, it's got about 135,000 miles on it now. And uh, the last couple times I've changed the oil, I always rotate my tires at the same time. 
and uh, I've been having problems with the uh, the lugs snapping off when I'm pulling the lug nuts off. And I'm not sure if it's just gotten weaker over time or, or what it is, but uh, it, it'll thread on okay. And I've replaced some of the lug nuts as I go. If they, if they feel even the slightest bit a little bit rough, I'll just replace the lug nuts and, and that way I don't have to worry about it. But I've had, I think, like four or five of my lug nuts, of my lugs snap off trying to pull off tires. Huh. And, I, and I've been replacing them, but I don't know if it's just age that the lug, lugs are wearing out or, or what it is, but... And it's like they'll loosen up at first. The first two or three threads will loosen up fine, and then they get real tight like it's cross-threading, but on the way out it's cross-threading, and then it's just jammed up. And the only thing you can do is just wrench them off, and it snaps off that lug. You can screw them back in and then come back, and it'll, it'll be tight again as well. Have you tried cleaning the studs before you take the lugs off? I haven't. Because yeah, they might have dirt on them is the problem, and then when you're pulling them off... Yeah, unless they're they're the encapsulated. Encapsulated, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've we've seen a few of those. Yeah, break off as we're taking them off. Um, you know, yeah, cleaning them up, like Dennis said. Also, yeah, looking at them and I guess making sure that they spin on by hand. You know, when you're putting them before you put the tire back on. But you a know, a little bit of uh, just uh, a tiny bit of antheses on them would help or even yeah. rust penetrate just a little yeah you don't want to put a lot on because no. then it'll loosen the leg up right exactly yeah. and yeah, you're, you're they're not getting over torqued or anything are they no i mean I'm, I'm really careful with that and i just tighten just enough okay um i just don't know what it is because like I say i mean you can unthread them a couple threads and they're fine right yeah. so you can do the initial spin, you get two or three threads and then they tighten up and you can screw them back in a couple threads and, and then back up a little bit, and it's like they're jammed up again, and you have no choice at that point but just to snap them off huh. and then that replace like, them. In, yeah, uh, that almost sounds like, like dirt. Uh, dirt or debris on the, on the, the, grind, on the, yeah. on the threads. Yeah. If you can I mean, spray some like rust penetrant on those threads before you take the legs off, just try that next time. They look like they have a little bit of corrosion on there or something like that maybe, but well, I don't actually know how you take them off. Well, the thing is, is right now they're using mag chloride on the roads and stuff and assault. And you almost have to, you might, and especially Denver, they, if you're in Denver, they use that a lot. So you might want to clean those off before you try to take, try to take them off. Yeah. And you could use rust penetrant on them, or you can get like a brake cleaner from like Napa or somebody and just spray them off. I would try that for the next couple of times and see if that works. And just a wire brush as well? or Yeah. Well, if, if you, you spray one. them off with brake cleaner, you wouldn't well, need true. to do that or rust yeah. penetrant. But you can use a, a wire brush yeah. because I think what's happening, you're getting road salt, road debris on there from mag chloride and the rock salt that they use for cleaning the roads. Okay. And, like, it's just it's somehow just seeping in there? Yeah. It's on there, yep. yeah. Are your, are your lug nuts sealed or capsulated? Or are they open? Yeah, they're, cap, they're capped on the, on the oh. backside. Oh, I don't know how that's okay. doing that. Thing. Yeah, I would definitely when you put them back on next time. Clean yeah, just the, to clean the stud, clean, clean them, and some antiseptics. Yeah, yeah. Put an exactly. so that nothing builds up as a rust. Yeah, yeah. just need very little, but yeah, just just enough to. Okay. And Napa has anti-anti-C stuff. That yes. Because yes. yep. I was having to like spin off. Yep. I have had to have them before with other cars where I didn't get them tied enough or something and they spin off and it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, and as, as long as you're torquing them to the 100 foot-pounds or whatever that they require, it's, you know, you should be okay. I, I mean, yeah. You will be okay with yeah. that, but that, they have to be torqued properly, yeah. definitely. Okay, 
well, I'll try that. Thank you, guys. All right. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, should we take this? Doug. Let's take Doug from Thornton. Great. How you doing, Doug? Got a few seconds here. All right. Uh, it's my son's 2005 Escalade EXT, and uh, uh, the calipers, one by one, have been seizing, and we've been having to replace them. And uh, when I used to be a mechanic, which was long ago, back in the 80s, GM was the one caliper that was always dependent because I was in Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin, and we used salt there. And uh, Chrysler and the Ford calipers would always end up seizing up, but GMs were always dependable. But now these two uh, dual piston calipers, I don't know. <laughs> Is they just poor quality, or is it just a something else going on with them? No, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of ca uh, calipers being replaced. Yeah, I, you know, the Just, rears are probably more so, but, yeah, I haven't seen much with the fronts on those. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, just and when it, they do brake jobs, you got to make sure you clean everything properly, the the pins and Yeah, and make sure the boots the slides are, are not um, ripped. And, yeah, exactly. Usually the boots on the rear rip on those, but, yeah, it's, I, yeah. we haven't really seen a lot of issues with those. Okay. All right. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you anyways. You bet. Right. Appreciate thank it. You. Thanks, Thanks, Doug. All right. With that, thank you guys for coming in. Yeah. Yeah. We got a couple minutes. And Jeff, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Love being here. Love love trying to give back what I can to, to the community. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then when you do open your other facility, you should have a drive radio come down there and do a live show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We did a, we did a live show, um, when I opened the, the current new facility, when I did my open house. Um, so we'll definitely be doing another one. Yeah. I'd love, love to come down there and help. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ken, good to see you again. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah. Always good to be here. You yeah. know, I think I missed the last time uh, just yeah. issues, you know, yeah. things pop up. So, That's right. you know, yeah, I just got to get out and, but yeah, it's always good to be down here. Yeah, I've done the show with Ken a couple times, never with Jeff. So, yeah, well, good. or did I? No, I did it once. With, I don't know if I did. I, I was remember. I was leaving when you came on, because oh, yeah, I was yeah. doing Fix It Radio. So, oh, yeah. well, I really appreciate show. it. I like that show. Do you? Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Well, <laughs> when yeah. you and I have been doing this for many many years, years. Yeah, easily twenty years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we got Sportsman of Colorado coming up next with uh, Kevin Flesh. He's going to be hosting that, I believe. No, Scott Watley is going to be hosting. Okay, I thought. For some reason, Kevin Flesh was going to – I'll let them figure it out. <laughs> Stay on board and listen to Sportsman of Colorado. It's coming uh, up. They're coming up, and uh, John should be back next week, and he'll be back on Monday uh, with Rush to Reason. Good and uh, you, if you want to, you can listen to this radio show, uh, this show, this drive radio again tomorrow from 12 to 3, and then fix it radio from 3 to 4, and then um, I believe it doesn't replay other than that. So – I really appreciate you guys coming in, yep. and uh, thank you for okay. coming. Great Go to ahead and get your, right your phone number first. off. Oh, yeah, Jeff. absolutely. Uh, JC's British and 4x4, 720-227-9118. Love to see you out. Everyone, have a great 21. That's yeah. right. And, yeah, and Ken from Toon Tech Automotive in Aurora, 303-364-3391. All right, everybody, have a good new year. Hoorah. Thank you. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com.
Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.